This is CliffCentral.com. 360biz on CliffCentral.com. It is 360biz.com. My name is Dabahoma Fordy. Welcome to another exciting installment of 360biz. It is indeed a beautiful Wednesday evening. You know, this is a show that brings you all things business. Uh, we're bringing legislators. We're bringing industry champions. I'm particularly excited. I mean, with the guests that are in studio with me today. These are, ga- uh, these are game changers. These are change agents, change entrepreneurs. I mean, you know that this year South Africa had the opportunity to host the 2017 Global Entrepreneurship Congress in Johannesburg in March. Every year, I mean, this phenomenal event gathers together thousands of entrepreneurs, investors, researchers, policy makers, and other start- startup champions from more than 170 countries to identify new ways of helping founders start and scale new ventures. I mean, around the world. Um, definitely the eyes of global entrepreneurship community was in South Africa and this platform was an opportunity to change the perception of our national continental entrepreneurship potential. Uh, though it, it was not enough, I mean, to only showcase, I mean, the real state of entrepreneurship in, in SA. Entrepreneurship in South Africa, entrepreneurship activity, sorry, uh, I mean, in South Africa is improving, but still, uh, lags behind in comparison with other parts of the world. That's why particularly the kind of entrepreneurs that I've brought in studio today, these are the entrepreneurs that are definitely doing something to change um, the state of entrepreneurship. I mean, according to the Global Entrepreneurship Index 2016, South Africa has an efficiency-driven economy. I mean, it has a GDP capital of about uh, 12.12 I mean, um, billion US dollars. The overall GDE score is a 33 and South Africa ranked 55 in the world and two out of 30 nations in sub-Saharan Africa. Uh, these are the shocking stats that indeed, and this tells us that a lot about entrepreneurship in this country. But what is the real truth? I mean, even Seed Capital has gone out of their way to actually release its third real state of entrepreneurship in South Africa in 2017. I mean, it says that one of South Africa's largest entrepreneurship surveys that they run, which indicates the development of youth entrepreneurship and access to funding and markets remain key challenges um, in South Africa, to be precise. I mean, in studio with me, I have an honor to welcome our guest, Miss Donna Richardson, who is the Group CEO of Seed Engine, including Seed Capital. She's also a branding and marketing specialist, author and speaker. I must say she is indeed a businesswoman, but I mean, we, she had taken time today to actually join us in studio. She's not alone. Um, she's joined by KK Diale, who's the CEO of A-Game Business Consulting, a business coach, author, and also a speaker, a consultant within the entrepreneurship and CSI space. Let me take this opportunity uh, to welcome our guests in studio. Thank you for coming in today. Thanks for having us. Thanks. Thanks, David. No, definitely. I'm not alone in studio. I'm with my boy, Bulelani. Bal, Bal, how are you, boy? Yeah, man, it's been a while. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to be here today. How yeah. are you, man? No, no, no. I'm good, man. I see you You all shorted up. I mean, you are accommodated by the weather. Now, you know, winter's my thing. Eh? Is it? I thrive in winter. It's the summer where I get a lot of problems. Yeah. <laughs> no, 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 definitely. You know me and you are, are passionate about entrepreneurship, but obviously, um, today we've brought in entrepreneurs that are equally, if not more... <laughs> <laughs> passionate like we do without wasting time um because one of the guests is going to be leaving um and uh, you know i always say business people don't become late but they become delayed so mm-hmm. obviously we have commitments um that we obviously held on that we need to attend to let me take this opportunity um to give hand or hand over to 
um, you know, uh, the CEO for Seed um, Capital, to say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is it that you do. So thanks so much. What we do at Seed Engine is we give entrepreneurs the high-impact business development support, access to markets, and access to funding that they require. And what we do is we have a methodology where we move them from ideation stage to Mm -hmm. build and grow and ultimately to grow and scale. Because what we believe at Seed is you need to create a pipeline of entrepreneurs. We look at organizations like the IDC that are looking for these unbelievable industrialists Mm. that have turnovers of 100 million. (laughs) Unfortunately, those businesses don't exist. Mm -hmm. So what we need to do is we we need to to find entrepreneurs with ideas, nurture, grow them, and help take them to the next level. Mm. I I was listening. You've made precisely of high impact. Mm. Um, can you can you simplify high impact or what does high impact mean according to Seed Capital? So very importantly, you know, there are a lot of organizations out there that focus on training for entrepreneurs. You can train till the cows come home. You're not going to move an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, what really moves an entrepreneur is business support that is relevant to their business with people who understand the dynamics of the industry in which that entrepreneur operates, but most importantly has networks and can actually start to create access to market for those entrepreneurs. Hmm. So I mean, um, so now these entrepreneurs that that you you work with, where do you find them, and how do you source them? Okay, so that's one thing we're really really good at Seed is we're great at recruiting entrepreneurs. We okay. have a, we have a database of about six thousand entrepreneurs, mm-hmm. and we have. Under- I'm not there. <laughs> so <laughs> <laughs> well, we need to um, spread our our net a bit further, but we also have um, strategic partners around the country okay. that we partner with because what we do is we work with corporates who have to spend funds on enterprise and supplier development. Mm-hmm. They need to spend 3% of net profit after tax, and we help them get a return on that investment. So we're normally driven by a mandate by mm-hmm. those entrep- by those corporates who will tell us what kind of entrepreneurs they're looking for, mm-hmm. um, entrepreneurs that they want to develop, entrepreneurs that they want to put in their corporate supply chain, and we will go and source them and then put the relevant program in place for them. No, it's very mouthful. Uh, KK, say hi to our listeners. Tell us who you are and what is that you do. Hi everyone, I'm KK Diaz. Uh, firstly, I need to warn everyone um, and say that I'm very cynical about just the industry in general. Um, I've been an entrepreneur since I was nine years old. I'm 37 now, turning 38 in a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I'm a business coach, uh, international business coach. I'm a speaker. I'm an author. I'm in the process of publishing my fourth, my third book in the uh, SME development space. We also have a methodology called the A Game Business Blueprint. Um, we're working on the fourth book, which is in the series of that um, methodology. And I always say we do the dirty work when it comes to SME development. We we are pretty much hired guns for anybody who has a program, an initiative, and uh, they need people to go right down to the bottom. Um, and we'll work with entrepreneurs across uh, multiple industries. We are very picky, though, in terms of um, you know the profiles that we work with. Mm-hmm. We tend to find that a great majority of South African entrepreneurs uh, lack the context. Uh, we we use that that phrase quite a lot. They lack the context. We prefer to you to work with entrepreneurs who have what we call context, i.e., somebody who's failed once or twice before. Um, you know, it, it they, they those are the people who have the the kind of maturity that we can we can work with in terms of helping them to truly grow their business. Um, yourself, Donna, people will know that. A lot of people, a great majority of entrepreneurs think they know what they're doing. Um, a lot of them don't. They don't have the experience, the context. 
um, again, we like to work with those who do have it and are, are serious. They've got skin in the game mm. and they sh- show commitment. You know, show the 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 commitment across the the different personalities of entrepreneurship, mm. i.e., technician, manager. Uh, and somebody who's ready to scale and grow the business as a true entrepreneur. Mm. Donna made mention of high impact. You using words like cynical, um, you know, yeah. um, and doing the dirty work. What is cynical about you and what dirty work are you doing? Um, the truth is the ESD industry is not effective in this country. And I think a lot of that isn't, isn't being said. Mm-hmm. Um, billions and billions are being wasted in this country. That cannot be argued. Uh, Donna is uh, nodding because she agrees. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, I'm cynical in that way. I'm cynical, but I tell the truth. And I, yeah, I think that's one of the reasons I've been kept out of mainstream ESD development mm. because I tell the truth. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's where I am. Yeah. I, th- I, th- I think, uh, let's, 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 um, I'll, I'll send you an email. There's an email that we got from Standard Bank, um, and Jobek Chamber. They were talking about is the money used for uh, ESD really spent, you know, on ESD? So I think maybe let's have a show around that. Um, I think it would be an interesting um, insight to, to, to actually share. So now you said you're getting dirty. How are you getting dirty? So, I mean, for one, a lot of ESD service providers, you know, they, they talk about doing work. Mm-hmm. Uh, Donna mentioned training being one of them. It's a big one. It's a big, mm-hmm. it's a big money spinner in the industry. But one thing that I always argue or always raise is how can you enable an entrepreneur with just training and workshops when you don't na- enable them with tools? Um, a great majority of ESD service providers do not have tools for entrepreneurs. Hmm. Yeah, they no. do not have tools. How do you enable somebody with just training? Mm. No, no, no. Um, I think I want us, I want us to de- to delve deep into that. But I think let let, let me set my tone uh, with Donna. Um, Donna, you've released um, in, um, the 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 report or the survey. Of the state of entrepreneurship, I mean, which is now in its third year. I mean, um, that has been your in, um, okay. What has been your output? I mean, in terms of finding ways to build entrepreneurship uh, in SA, I mean, do you think we are getting better at it? Do you think we still have a long way to go or, you know, compared to other nations? Um, cause obviously in my introductory, I mean, I've made mention, um, that we are ranked 55, you know, uh, when you look at some of these reports compared to other countries. So do you think, I mean, maybe before you actually get to the issue of why you do the survey that you do, do you think we still have a long way to go, uh, perhaps, or are, do, are we almost there? We've got a very long way to go. Okay. Um, so, so really just a bit of context of why we do this survey. We started off to actually get a snapshot picture of the state of entrepreneurship in this country. Okay. And, you know, we've been uh, privileged to do it for three years. So we can actually track what are the changes? What's, mm-hmm. what's, um, you know, what's improved? Where are the opportunities for improvement? And unfortunately, what we're finding is, our entrepreneurs in this country are struggling. Mm. They are struggling. They are failing slowly. They are going out on their own. They're funding their own businesses. Um, you know, only a small percentage have managed to get funding for mm-hmm. their businesses. What we find as well is that many need basic business acumen and like basic mm. business skills. Mm. So what's very interesting in this country, we talk about Access to funding, access to markets. The, fa- the fact of the matter is a lot of businesses actually aren't funding ready, but the majority of them actually haven't got their basics right. 
They don't even understand who is their mm-hmm. target market. What is their value proposition? What's going to make them unique and different in this market? Mm-hmm. What is their business model to actually make money? It's basics like that. And, you know, I agree wholeheartedly is, you know, a lot of the programs that are being put, put in place with entrepreneur, for entrepreneurs mm-hmm. don't actually address the basics. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and a lot of entrepreneurs that, that come to, to Seed Engine, you know, we've got a fund, the WDB Seed Fund and Seed Academy, which is our activation business. The majority of them are not funding ready. They mm. don't actually understand the financials mm. of their business. Mm. They don't mm. have an income statement, balance sheet, cash flow. There's no ways that you can actually go and get funding mm. if you haven't got that understanding in place. Mm. Okay. So the funding that you have, is it a grant? Is it loan? Um, what is it? Okay, so we've got an equity fund. Okay. It's a Section 12J fund, which we've linked to the amended codes of good practice. So mm-hmm. there's multiple benefits to corporates who invest in the fund because they get tax benefits, but also they get a return because it's not just a spend on enterprise supply development. We've turned it into an asset on the balance sheet. Okay. And we are rewarded by ensuring that those businesses escalate dramatically over five years because that's what we measured on. And I think these are the kinds of things that we need to be looking at in the space mm. that are really game changers because mm. there's benefits to the corporate, there's benefits to the entrepreneur, and there's upside for us as seed engine in terms of incentive to ensure these businesses um, get the necessary traction and in equity, obviously as well that yes, you're getting from, from 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 the, from these businesses. So now, I mean, um, you you I mean, looking at obviously in terms of now, um, the issue of gender. I mean, especially I mean, it's Women's Month. Are you seeing more women entrepreneurs coming up um, than men? And I mean, what is as the gap look like uh, in terms of male versus female entrepreneurs in this country? Okay, so we've seen a slight improvement. Um, so last year, one in every three entrepreneurs was a woman. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, it's sitting, it's it's increased. So we have seen a shift um, in that space, which okay. which makes sense because if you look look at, at a lot of the enterprise supply development programs in the country, there is a strong focus on women and youth. So so that kind of finding um, doesn't surprise us, mm-hmm. but it doesn't mean that we need to rest on our laurels and mm-hmm. you know forget about women entrepreneurs. They have specific challenges, and they need to be addressed. I mean, you spoke of I mean uh, specific challenges that need to be addressed. I mean, we've got the likes of DTI, um, obviously that um, are also playing in that space. I mean, they've got empowerment programs such as Bavumi, the Skills Development uh, Technology for Women Business, South African Women Entrepreneurs Network. I mean, do you think some of these um, give indication that efforts focused on development of women-owned businesses are beginning to pay off? Yeah, look, there's certainly efforts. I've got a big problem in this ecosystem, Mm -hmm. and it applies to all entrepreneurs. We never put the entrepreneur at the center of everything that we do. Mm. Everybody operates in their little silo, in their little box, worried about their own little business, Mm. Mm -hmm. and we're actually not worried about the entrepreneur. And and I think it's a huge, huge part. There's not enough collaboration. There's absolutely not enough collaboration between private sector, between government, between NGOs. Everybody's trying stuff. We, we're not profiling what is best practice in terms of developing women entrepreneurs, in mm-hmm. terms of developing youth entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. It's just pockets of excellence, but there's no collaboration. And, and that for me is a huge, huge problem that's a downfall in our ecosystem. Mm. So now, I mean, um, in terms, in terms of, I mean, um, that down, um, system, um, what, what do, I want to use the exact words that you, that you used. But in terms of, I mean, um, 
How do you think, I mean, the collaboration could work though in terms of, um, CSI, um, initiatives, entrepreneurship programs, government and what's up? How do you think you, in your own personal opinion, that the collaboration could come in together? Cause I'm in the space of entrepreneurship. You are in the space of, he's in the space of entrepreneurship. He's in the space of entrepreneurship running tea, you know? So, I mean, for me, it feels like it's churches. You know how churches, <laughs> uh, they're all, you know, serve the same God <laughs> or one gym. Yes. But there's churches in every corner and they look at each other like Petition, they hit on each other. They're doing all of these things. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, <laughs> so, and if it, instead of really collaborating, bringing people together to say, no, we want to, <laughs> the purpose is to get you to the same God kind of thing. Mm. And like you said, the focus is not entrepreneurship. So mm. I want in your own honest opinion, how do you think the collaboration could be taken or could be coordinated to actually benefit entrepreneurs? So there are various ways. Let me give you an example that doesn't happen. Okay. Is you will get a particular industry where each corporate in that industry is developing entrepreneurs. But the most important thing that that entrepreneur needs Mm -hmm. if they're supplying to that corporate is access to further markets. So instead of the industry collaborating, so all the players coming together, so say it's the ICT sector, the MTNs, the Vodacoms, the Telcoms, the IBMs, the Microsoft, all coming together and saying, what can we be doing as an industry to support the key entrepreneurs in the sector to build and grow them, that mm-hmm. would be amazing. But companies tend to focus on their own, mm-hmm. their own little patch. Mm-hmm. Another example is I went to government. I wanted to understand the initiatives that they were doing for women entrepreneurs. Okay. And what I understood is that they're doing quite a bit, but they're not going deep into ensuring there's, there's real impact on those programs. Mm-hmm. And I said, we have access to the private sector. Why don't we take the programs that you're doing and structure what's needed for the next level mm-hmm. and actually package it for the corporate market so that they can partner with government to take those initiatives to the next level? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, mm-hmm. those are just two examples of ways in which we could be collaborating more. Hmm. If I can just add, if you don't mind, um, okay. I'm actually salivating from all the different points that Don has been um, touching on, but I'll, I'll reserve that for when I get an opportunity. Mm-hmm. What I wanted to just add based on what she's saying around collaboration is the truth is you need an entrepreneur to do work for the entrepreneur. If you go to somebody who's just got a regular nine to five, which is there's nothing wrong with it. But what I think our expectation is we're expecting those people to be entrepreneurial in how they lead the initiatives. Mm-hmm. It's not going to happen. You need entrepreneurs to go out there and actually drive that themselves. And I'm not necessarily talking about the beneficiaries, okay. but I'm talking it has to be um, people like us. Mm-hmm. I, I'd like to believe, you know, who drive that um, that agenda, who drive those motives. Um, it's um, the government is not going to do it because they're not entrepreneurial. If they were, I think we would we would see solutions across the spectrum, okay. not just an entrepreneur uh, in entrepreneurship. Um, and also, just to add, I think uh, which maybe we can touch on or talk about a little later is we sometimes um, treat entrepreneurs like babies. You know, real entrepreneurs, you don't have to you don't have to um, to tell them where the water is, where they should go and, and take a sip um, mm-hmm. or to a well. They find that well themselves. Uh, what we are trying to do is we're trying to convert everyone into an entrepreneur. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not going to happen. You know, it, it takes real guts. It takes real determination. It takes, it takes, it's almost like you need to be a chosen person to mm. be a, a successful and efficient and effective mm. entrepreneur. Mm. You know, it's about, and, and it's not about academics. It's just about, do you have it in you? Yes, you can develop it, but I think we're expecting a little too much from people who don't necessarily have, um, you know, real commitment to the, the, the mission, the motive. 
And no. just, sorry, building on that point, very, very important. In our survey, we found only 4% of entrepreneurs started a business because they were unemployed. Yeah. So 96% of entrepreneurs are building businesses because they've identified a problem and they see an opportunity. Mm. So believing that entrepreneurship is going to solve the problem of unemployment in this country is just not a valid proposition. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah, no. You know, I think I think just sitting here, I just want to track back a little bit, you know, because, I mean, oftentimes we deal with quite a lot of female entrepreneurs, you know, and I think that when looking at this, well, I think I think what I'd like to ask is, are you able to shed some light in terms of some of the challenges that female entrepreneurs go through, you know, and how they could actually avert some of those challenges, because. I think that as males in the entrepreneurship space, sometimes it's easy to overlook some of the challenges. And I think it, it being Women's Month, it'd be nice to just kind of shine a light in terms of um, some of the challenges that they go through. And I mean, how can we work around some of the challenges that they go through, you know? Okay, so firstly, please don't mention Women's Month to me. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Why not? I'm Actually, curious. Actually, one of vomit. I'm sorry. Really? Yeah, no, no. I just, I think it's the most insulting month that's ever been and and the reason being is we've lost focus of what it actually means so i get invited to a lot of women's day events to do motivational talks and there you see people telling women how to dress and how to do work-life balance it's actually not kind of what it represents okay but but no offense okay, okay. okay. but but great question in terms of some of the challenges so i've actually written a book play to win what women can learn from men in business hmm. by the way it's a very thin book very thin. Easy read. Very thin. <laughs> the sequel, What Men Can Learn From Women, is going to be very, very <laughs> Okay. But, I mean. Let, let's get hold of the book so that we're able to review it. Yeah, no, with pleasure. Yeah, with yeah, absolute pleasure. But, I mean, women tend to be quite perfectionistic, okay, which is a positive can, but can also be a negative. So, one of the chapters, like I speak to, is say it. It doesn't have to be 100%. Women will not just go out there and kind of market themselves and say how fantastic their businesses are until they know it's like a hundred percent perfect. Okay. Yeah. Women network very differently to men. I've realized actually it's a very, good thing. Very, very, very different. I want to hear it. You know, another point is women tend to take things quite personally, whereas men see mm. business as a game. You win some, you lose some. Whereas women, you know, say, for example, I fall out with you personally. I may not want to do business with you. Whereas mm. you'll see two men who hate each other, yet for the sake of business, you would swear that they were joined at so the hip. True. You know, it's like really <laughs> true. The fact is men are really great at faking it till they are it. Whereas women, you know, are not as good as, as that. And then on top of that is the is the social pressures. You know, as women, we have many more hats that we wear. And, you know, there's sometimes stigma. I mean, I heard the most horrific story of a woman. She won some kind of award, uh, innovation award. Um, but her husband would beat her if she was not home at 5 o'clock. Real entrepreneur. Her wow. husband would beat her if she was not home at 5 o'clock to make dinner and to deal with the kids and everything. So I think there's that psychosocial issue of wearing many hats, etc. And also we know that it's a lot easier for men to get funding than women. A lot of women don't get funding as easily as men do. So, you know, there's a myriad of different challenges that, that women face. Hmm. Sure, can I, can but I why is that? Yeah, yes, yeah. yes, yes. KK, Just to yeah. add, I, sure. I, I, I facilitate Funding, workshops yeah. and um, um, and training programs across across different sectors, including peri-urban, rural, and and so forth, and including in the city um, center and so forth. I find that in cases where 
you know, you'll typically find that um, the drop-off rate of entrepreneurs in a program uh, would be up to 80%, right? Um, and if you have an equal number of men and women, the women drop off more than the men, even though hmm. there's equal challenges, right? So it, it, at least in, in our experience, we've seen that. Um, I'll give you an example. We are in Rustenburg um, over since the beginning of the year. We've been running a program. And we started off with 20 people, um, equal, female and male, um, men and women. And we are left with six. Only one is, is, is a lady. But the good news is she's performing the best out of all of them. Oh, wow. Um, and so nice. those who do stick through, the women, they do perform extremely well. And when it comes to, say, submitting in inverted commas what's called homework or assignments, uh, women tend to do less of that And maybe it has to do with the pressures The social pressures mm. of mm. running their business The kids and, and a whole lot of other things uh, But I do believe that I, I don't know who and how But more needs to be done to support That, you know, that, at least that, that profile That segment uh, of entrepreneurs Which are mainly women And lastly, uh, just around this uh, I believe it was Business Women Association Of South Africa Um one of my mentors and, 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 and uh, people I know very well is Dr. Tan Indrov, who, who's one, you know, she's running one of the most successful construction companies in the country, um, has, has, has won the Women Entrepreneurship uh, Award a few times. Um, uh, originally, I believe it was in 2013, mm-hmm. but she's either received it once or twice after that by default, and you know why. Because a qualifying candidate couldn't be found. It's women only. You don't find a single qualifying candidate, so mm. there isn't men competing for that for that role. Mm-hmm. But you still find that we can't find competing or qualifying candidates. That says something about what we as a country are producing. Yeah, mm. uh, you know, you know, you. Know, <laughs> it's it goes back to what I was asking um, someone. So we ran around this initiative where we often look for different speakers that are doing amazing things, mm. and you know, we're trying to balance it out where we get more women. But it, it's been such a, I think I even it's asked you guys that it's speakers. difficult to get female speakers. And I've realized it's not that they are not there, yeah. but I think unlike the guys who pick their heads and just put themselves out there, the female speakers won't put themselves out mm. there, but you kind of know that they are amazing powerhouses mm. that are out there. And it'd be nice if they just broke out of that yoke or shell and yeah. just... Yeah. Expose and themselves. Funny, that's a chapter that I speak to is don't wait to get noticed. <laughs> So often women wait. You know, we wait for dates. We wait to be asked to be married. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it's, you've got to market yourself. Mm, yeah. You've got to get yourself out there and, and, and men are just better at it. Yeah. Yeah. I, sorry. One of the things that I, you'll always notice, um, this is just my unqualified opinion when you go to networking events is women tend to stick, stick with the people they came with. They don't network. Yeah. And I've upset women saying this live in person and I'm like, I bet you guys came here together and you know, they'll yeah, nod. You, know? you yeah. know what I mean? <laughs> no, but, but, but you don't get yeah, a, or yeah, create opportunities yeah, yeah. if you just stick with the people who you are. You need to yeah. go out there and, and, and just, you know, allow yourself to be, yeah. to, to be, um, be courageous. Yeah. No, g- gentlemen, I need, to, I need to let go, um, of, of, of Donna. Uh, maybe Donna, can you, before maybe, um, I, I let you go. Um, 
Okay, so oh, we've actually taken up your time. Maybe for um, it's interesting that Donna, you have so much insight, but you come here for thirty minutes. We must bring you back. You <laughs> might you promise me you're coming back. I, I, I'm, it's hard being an entrepreneur. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm <laughs> pressing customer issues, prospect issues. Yeah. So, but I'd love to come anytime. And mm. just um, if any of your listeners would like the survey, they can get it for free. It's a thirty-five page survey. And that's so what I was actually going to ask you. Where can, where can they get hold of it? Yep, www.seedacademy.co.za and please download it, share it, get the conversation mm-hmm. going. We really develop it to create conversation in the okay. ecosystem. So I'm going to speak to government. I've got another of a number of organizations, Black Business Council, I'm going to speak mm. to. And that excites me. Let's get the conversation going. Mm. Let's start doing things differently. Yeah, and yeah. this is what I salute this, my, my yeah. fellow guest, who's doing things differently in the yeah. ecosystem. And that's what we need, a different way of thinking. Yeah, no, definitely. I think, I think as well, um, maybe, maybe Donna, um, I'll bring you back and, and now let's, let's delve deep into, um, into, I mean, um, some of the findings that you, that you've had on the survey. Um, cause I think obviously the, the, the state of entrepreneurship literally took over <laughs> some of the stuff that obviously we, we needed to, to, to discuss. But thanks a lot for your time and, and for coming. And thank you so much for having me. Really appreciate it. No, it's much appreciated. Yeah. Congrats, by the way, in everything you're doing. You and us. Talk about grabbing the bull by the horns. <laughs> That's networking. No, no, definitely. Thank um, you so much. Really appreciate it. No, no, no. It's much appreciated. No, it's okay. <laughs> so, so I mean, um, Bulalani, you, 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 you've raised some some interesting insight. Yeah. Um, I mean, around around the state of 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 um, entrepreneurship um, and women. Um, in the country, um, as per se, you know, but now, I mean, um, now coming to, to, to you, KK, mm. um, we, we, we living, we living in a country where obviously women have been neglected for the longest time as far as, as enterprise, um, you know, development is mm-hmm. concerned, as far as business opportunities, uh, is concerned. So, um, the question that, that I want to ask you to say, I've realized now, okay, there's, there's new triple B codes advise, obviously, and promote that we empower women and give women opportunities. But you'll find companies that are using women as fronters, mm-hmm. um, you know, to, to, to showcase women empowerment, to showcase, um, women development and things like that. But when you actually get now to the crux of it, it's that it's not actually, um, what is happening. Mm. Um, I mean, last week I shared a story where I went to this company that was a woman, a uh, major woman black owner. Allegedly. Allegedly, yes. <laughs> and, um, I asked, where's the woman black ownership? Mm. They said, no, he's not around and he's gone to a meeting. And when I was walking to the car, the guys ran to me and they said, no, that woman ownership is the lady that was saving you tea. Ooh. You know, hmm. so reality is I've realized that firms are putting together and they're getting good lawyers, good hmm. um, accountants and good people like you that are putting together social and uh, CSI strategies yeah. um, to actually, you know, it has become more of a tick box, hmm. um, you know, initiative other than what it's meant to, to, to actually be doing. Hmm. So for somebody who's in this space, what is your opinion about such? Hmm. Look. That's such a fundamental life question. You will always have people with bad intentions, people who are out there to pretty much um, take everything for themselves. There will always be people like that. In business, business is shrewd. You know, Most people who are successful in business are very shrewd, mm-hmm. uh, and they will take advantage of anything and anyone if they can. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, if we were – if we we had – a majority of companies doing responsible things, we would be in a completely different country. 
hmm. right? So that's that's a general observation and okay. an opinion. Is you know, if you look at any sector of this country and humanity, uh, society in general, mm-hmm. is you will find that there are a lot of bad stories, bad people doing bad things. Okay. So. One of the things that we do a lot, which I enjoy, and I would love to share it with you at some point, Mm -hmm. is we always call on companies and to find out who's doing what around ESD. Mm -hmm. The receptionists have no clue what enterprise and supplier development is. They don't, yeah. That is so true. That is so true. They have no clue who's managing (laughs) what. So how do you filter that down? How how can you, if you can't get the basics right, Hmm. how are you going to, how are you going to, Create the right kind of impact mm-hmm. It starts mm-hmm. there You know what I mean mm-hmm. and, and if that's the case If you know some Big companies That are being published For doing amazing ESD stuff Pick up the phone And call and ask them About the enterprise And supply development If the receptionist Doesn't know what's happening I already question The the legitimacy Of what Of what's being published Out there Yeah But, but in a lot of cases There's a lot of Just selling stuff Because we want to look good Not necessarily because we are we are doing what's right. And back to what to the question. Mm-hmm. I wish I had lots of that money coming through my way. The honest <laughs> truth is I don't. <laughs> you know, uh, my team and I are just you know doing what needs to be done in the meantime. You know, um, the publishing of the books, events, whatever we can do, and un- until then, um, you know. Yeah. So so I mean, uh, the, the, there's a video that 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 I'm I know um, I I watched this week. Mm. Um, actually, um, was September why you released as to uh, most that about uh, the race in the uh, CSI space. Um, that you find that a lot of these companies that are doing amazing things, you'd find most of the time they are white-owned companies. Um, other than black owned companies. So, um, so now you find as to why is it that, uh, most of them, whether being charity, whether being whatever, um, I've, I'm yet to see a black, um, agency, um, or CSI initiative or even organization yes. that's raking in millions because yes. they're doing a difference. That's true. 100% true. I mm-hmm. have the video on my phone. I also saw it this week. I actually saw it last week. Okay. Um, a colleague sent it to me and I, you know, I'm, I'm waiting for an opportunity to reach out to him because one of the things Vusi said is if you're out there doing stuff, let me see what you're doing and let's see what we, we can do together. Mm. But a lot of people say stuff and then you reach out and, you know. Yeah. But anyway. Um, so, so, so let's get Vusi. <laughs> <laughs> let's, let's, let's get Vusi and, and, awesome. and that's what awesome. I'm, I mean, awesome. obviously you, 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 uh, somebody that might be less must be curious as to what what was actually said or what is being said um i mean in the video um that that um that actually provoked i mean some some of the people mm. um in regards to 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 that entrepreneurship initiative um i mean it's a it's a five minute video maybe let me play it and we we have a discussion uh, about it afterwards let's see if ever you know it's it's i wanna check a specific fund that's going to work predominantly for black entrepreneurs. One small problem. There are seven companies in the room. We're the only black fund or fund run by black people. How does that work? So on the drive back, I started thinking, have you noticed how, it, it certainly seems to me, the only people that have been able to build patronage out of suffering have predominantly been white people building white patronage out of black suffering. Now, I know what's going to happen after this. Is some of you will post and call me racist. Some of you will say, obviously, we are disappointed in you. But I think there's a part of South Africans where we have to have the ability to have honest conversations, even if the conversations are uncomfortable. That's the first thing to say. 
The second thing to say is this is not intended at the you know, well-meaning do-gooders who do good work. We see you, we acknowledge you, and we love the work you do regardless of what skin color you are. But this is a deep conversation aimed specifically at black people from all walks of life, whether you're in business or you're in the political circles or social circles or whatever, to ask ourselves the question, how come the people that construct solutions for black issues are almost always never black people? At a macro level, you could say, how come the people that construct solutions for Africa are almost always non-African? It's true, isn't it? I mean, they, they meet somewhere in Europe, in Paris somewhere, have a conversation about funding for African countries, and then we get the money, but the terms of the money don't work. It's true, too, I think, for this specific problem. So think about it this way. For those of you that are going to say that I'm racist, two weeks ago I was in uh, Durban, and I was speaking to a business group of, of Durbanites. Some of them are probably the wealthiest people in this country. The room was almost exclusively Indian, and the room was run by uh, Indian entrepreneurs who are third and fourth generation in the family. Kudos to them. They get it. Their businesses, their solutions, right? Um, but a few years ago, I had to the opportunity to speak at a conference by uh, some Jewish business people overseas. In fact, it was in New York. The room was almost always, was almost predominantly Jewish. So think about it this way. How come the people, you'll never find a black person running a company that's 100% Jewish owned? Or a black person running a company that's 100% Indian owned? This is not going to happen, right? If the Jewish community has a specific issue, whether here or in, uh, in any other part of the world, the Jewish community will trust Jewish people and Jewish resources to fix that problem. So too for the Indian community and predominantly too for the white people. The only people, it seems to me, who construct solutions for black people are white people. We don't construct solutions for ourselves. Now, think about it this way. No matter how well intended the person on the other side of the table is, the truth is, their perspective of the problem will almost always be academic. Because they're not immersed in the problem. If you talk to me about lack of electrification or no access to water, it's not an academic issue for me. Because there were shacks just around the corner where people didn't have electricity and no water. So I, I get their reality. I get how they live. I get the issues that they have. Right? It's a block away from my mother's house. But if I have to drive into a township to find the poor suffering blacks and then help the same poor suffering blacks by creating some sort of NPO and help them, then I'm not constructing solutions that are constructed by those people. The reason I'm going to tell you BE hasn't worked, and you can cut it any way you want, it hasn't worked. It hasn't. The reason it hasn't worked was because the first version of BE was about ownership and ownership transfer, and effectively what happened is the only people that benefited were the white banks and the white law firms. Because they got the money up front, they were paid to do the work. The banks did the financing, the law firms did the contracting. White banks, white law firms, black economic empowerment. Fast forward to version two of BE, and then we start talking about skills development. We start talking about enterprise development and supply development. Who are the largest enterprise development agencies in South Africa? Who gets the biggest budgets for enterprise development in South Africa? Who gets the biggest budget for supply development in South Africa? It's not black firms. Yet when you go to those agencies, almost all of them are aimed at black entrepreneurs. Now, I'm not making a passing a judgment about those people. I'm talking to black people. I'm asking, how come we are not the ones that construct the solutions for ourselves? It seems to me an oddity that I'm able to walk into a room and look around and I'm the only black person in it. Now, there's a big part of it about how do we enable and empower others, and I agree with you on that. 
But I think the question for you to ask yourself as a thought for me, and it's just a thought, it's a random thought. I'm sitting in my office and I just had a random thought, so we're just recording it. A thought is this. What are you going to do in your own space as a person to ensure that us as a people are able to speak for and represent our own interests? Because nobody knows what is in our benefit better than us. You can cut it any way you want. You can call me whatever name you want. But you cannot take away from the reality of the problem. How many schools that are built for low to middle income black homes are owned by black people? We send our kids there, granted. How many of them are owned by black people? So when we talk about um, um, bringing a sense of an Afrocentricity to education, you get the reason that the education system None of the education system nor the curriculum has Afrocentrism at its heart is because it's not constructed by Africans. Like it's not rocket science, right? Go go to any Jewish school. Go to one Jewish school today and show me one Jewish school run by a black person of any color, right? Black, Indian, colored, and of, of any religious denotation. Find one. Ain't gonna happen because they know that they nobody understands the issues of their community better than they do. And it's not about being exclusive in nature. It's not about precluding others from enjoying your culture. But there is a difference between coming in and enjoying what we built and just giving us the space to build it. And I'm arguing that I think black people need a space to just build for themselves. If you're a black entrepreneur watching this, how many, how many events have you gone to as a black entrepreneur that are put together by white companies talking to black entrepreneurs about entrepreneurship? I post, posted a video about a year ago that went viral. You guys remember where I said, how come there are no enterprise development agencies in townships where the black entrepreneurs are? And you can ask that about a thousand other things, right? How come uh, the, the schools that are intended for low to middle income black homes are not in townships where the population is? Yeah? How come uh, the banks aren't opening up more branches where the population is? They're still opening up predominantly in the towns and the suburbs. It's because I think we haven't thought through how do we ensure that we are the people building solutions for ourselves. They, whoever they are, can join us. They can help us. But they can't dictate the direction for us. My sense is so far, that direction has been dictated. It's just... Yeah, no, I mean, Vusi is really mentioning some, some very good insight. Um, I mean, Bulela, he's mentioning that, that the direction is being dictated. Um, I mean, to us, do you think we are being dictated? No, definitely. I mean, I think, I think what I've come to realize being an entrepreneurship for so long, I think now in the past two to three years, the more complex work, the more, I don't know, the more complex work is not given to black entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. And I think transformation for me is when you take the top 10 commodities in any large or listed corporate and maybe maybe from the top 10 you take two you give them to a black entrepreneur mm-hmm. or a black company that for me is transformation but i mean if you're still giving them contracts like cleaning security catering 
Um, I don't know what else that they give us that we have two. I mean, every, every other person you come across, um, every other person you come across has a business card that says catering security as a black entrepreneur. I mean, we're sitting in a space where companies like Bitvest outsources work to Transbacco, another listed company, 140 million rand a year they spend on just wrapping plastic. That's all. And I mean, you can imagine the amount of transformation that could happen or that could do to a Bulelani or a KK yeah. or, or whoever out there. And I mean, it's not difficult yeah. to merge the, 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 the younger entrepreneurs who've been in business for 10, 15 mm-hmm. years with the predominantly older white guys that have been in entrepreneurship for much longer yeah. and find someone who'll be a capital investor in that from an ESD perspective. And then I don't know. So l- let me, I mean, good, good points, right? Um, I'm going to say a few things. They they are not contradicting what you're saying. Um, number one, there isn't a boogeyman sitting somewhere dictating what's happening. Okay. What we've done is we're not taking charge of what we're supposed to take on as ours. Mm-hmm. Um, empowerment isn't given. Empowerment is taken. What we're doing is not taking our own empowerment. Mm-hmm. You understand what I'm saying? Okay. Um, I.e., we are sitting and taking the cleaning <laughs> tenders and, 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 and contracts, right? We're yeah. not saying keep your stuff. But we are we hungry. Want. We are hungry. That's precisely what I'm saying. We're making decisions with our stomach. That's precisely the point is we are not look, we're not looking at the long-term value proposition and what it is that we're trying to achieve as a collective goal. Mm-hmm. And so when you get the, the, the cleaning or the gardening tender, you take it. You okay. know, so and so says, yo, we need toilet papers. You go and, you know, you say, okay, I didn't get the transformational opportunities, but I'll run with this one in the meantime. Mm. And, 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 you know, we feed, we feed our stomachs and, and that's, that's all we worried about, which is today and tomorrow. Mm. We're not looking at next year. We're not looking at 10 years now. Mm. I'm telling you what's going to happen in the next 10 years. We're going to have even less entrepreneurs. One of the things that Donna's research or seed, seeds, uh, seed survey, uh, survey, mm. uh, speaks to, is that the, 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 the stats around the youth starting entrepreneurs has decreased significantly. Mm. It has. And what we're not doing from an education perspective is we're not getting our kids ready. I know I am, but I know millions and millions of parents out there are not doing that because they don't have the context of how to best do that. Mm. And so as a collective, we're not going to speak to, ed- to the education department. You know, we're not boycotting the companies that we have every ability to be able to do that uh two years ago i wrote an article on linkedin is why don't we boycott companies that don't support ESG please send us please send us i that, will please send us that link <laughs> i will Techo, you work mainly with, with, with big brands do you see transformation there no <laughs> you don't see transformation <laughs> no is it so okay what do you see i see um the top people are remaining at the top. Mm-hmm. It's mostly white people, especially mm-hmm. in the big, big, big corporates. Mm-hmm. And I see the, the, the ones in the middle areas or middle, middle departments are not being empowered enough to grow. So it's, it's mostly a matter of we are there and you are, and you are down there. Mm-hmm. And for you to get up there, it's, it's, you know, you need to just push yourself up there. You know, I don't see any trainings. I don't see any um, upliftments that are happening, especially in big corporates. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. No. Definitely. I think. I think. I think we must. We must. Let's come up with a hashtag. Um, that. That. I think. Um, think about it. 
and that I think we, 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 we will, let's tackle these issues, especially for the month of September, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, and have real conversations. I mean, we're not wanting to be, to be, to be racial. Um, around this issue But we want to be discussing real issues That are affecting real entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. SMEs mm-hmm. You know, I mean right now There's numbers and statistics that, that, that have been released Let's talk facts um, Around this issue and feed our people Yeah Are you I'm good with it? Yeah. Uh, I agree are, are you up for the I'm challenge? I'm in bro Bulelani? Definitely, definitely. No, Sounds good. Eh? No, definitely. Mm-hmm. Uh, we close off the show with style And uh, KK half of the time um, A word of 30 second inspiration to somebody that is listening? Know yourself mm-hmm. That is my single biggest piece of advice I can give an entrepreneur mm-hmm. Know who you are mm-hmm. If you're a striker, be a striker Don't be a, don't, don't be a striker and try and be a defender Because that's a lot of people in entrepreneurship do that One piece of advice I'll give you more context later nice. Know like thyself yeah. <laughs> no, Get things done Okay. I would say don't wear many hats Focus on, on what you're good at no, oh, okay. Don't win many heads and focus on what you got at. Um, this is all that we had for you uh, today on 360 Biz. And I don't have a word of 30 seconds of inspiration. I <laughs> think, um, I have a word, a 30 second, I think, word of, 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 uh, I don't know what I'll call it, but I'll come with it, uh, definitely next week. Catch us again next time for another exciting installment of 360 Biz. If ever you just joined in, you can always go to www.cliffcentral.com, go to podcast and actually download, um, the podcast for today we've got as well amazing um shows that are lined up and that are planned for for for, for the coming month and uh, where we want to really have real conversations around entrepreneurship my name is Debhoma Fodi and Bulalani Balabala uh, with definitely KK thank you for coming my brother thank you very much definitely thank you uh, for another amazing show um, and thank you Bulalani uh, catch us again next time same time same place right here on Cliff Central we out peace This is cliffcentral.com.